Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. happening everybody and welcome to this the latest episode of eat sleep suplex retweet i am the reaper of nightmares steven wilson <laughs> that's like the most accurate thing you've seen <laughs> and today we are talking about an angle which lives long in the history of many wrestling fans for both good and bad reasons yes it is the 1999 angle of the higher power reveal which is either funny or amazing or really bad depending what you want to look at it at uh, so we're going to be talking about that today and we're going to make our attempt to rebook the angle mostly from the point where the Ministry of Darkness started at the beginning of that year right through to the reveal and the aftermath or lack of aftermath so we should say so before we go on to that topic I will first introduce my panel or as I like to call them the Ministry of Daphnis <laughs> uh, first of all as a man he is as uncomfortable as an Undertaker versus Goldberg match with the charisma of the great Cali. He is, of course, Scott McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> well, first you make me go on this show and have to watch all these Ministry of Darkness clips and then you give me that. The only reason, only saving grace is a particular member of the Ministry that I'll get to later on. Oh, do you know what I liked about that? Scott looked behind him like there's another Scott McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, no offence. No he, he didn't just look over one shoulder, he looked over both shoulders. I'll be honest with you, no offence, but I thought you were talking about the guy sitting next to me. <laughs> I'm not Ross, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next panellist, while well, I may aim to look like Dr. Fraser Crane, he's got the skills and qualifications of a combination of Dr. Isaac Yankum and Dr. Shelby. It's Andy Mitchell. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It is me, Stephen. It is. <laughs> how you doing? You alright? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Good. Looking yeah. forward to this as your crowning moment. Yeah, I like how, I think, like, when you say, like, uh, Fraser, I, I don't have any hair. Neither did he, pretty much. Uh, rounding off our panel today uh, it's a guest panellist this week uh, we've decided to upgrade the quality of our resident DJ so if you aren't a fan of go give cheap flights to Ireland and nonsense patter this man is an upgrade to Ryan Mitchell <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Mitchell and Ryan Gallagher it's Chris Mitchell hello thank you I was doing so well <laughs> oh, yeah. I've actually got Ryan Gallagher 
Yeah, you, 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 you survived to the final hard. I know, I did. Chris, how are you doing? Nice to be here. I'm alright, yeah. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey. I'm just, I'm loving this bread. Thanks, Blacker. Uh, uh, we set too high a standard. He's came in here with bread. <laughs> yeah, I've, bread I've, I've, I've come into a full spread here. It's lovely. Yeah, uh, Haribo as well. <laughs> <laughs> Haribo, nah, that's. That, they, they don't give us any sponsorship on like Shettleson's Day. One day we could have had that well with this bread. Yeah. <laughs> nice juicy potatoes. No, add that extra smoke to it. <laughs> An extra beef. <laughs> uh, rounding off today's panels, a man who's full of the chatter. He can't eat pancake batter, but he's the master of the badass chia batter. That's Kwaku Aji. Oh my god, thank you very much for that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. It, it took me all day to figure out what Ryan tried to chatter. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. Did you make that up in the spot? Or? <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd made that up in the spot. I don't have that much skill. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Clearly. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here today to try and rebook the higher power angle or greater power angle, depending on when you live through this. Uh, before we get on to the show, just a bit of housekeeping. You can catch all our past shows on suplexretweet.com if you want to subscribe just to get the updates as they happen uh, we are on all good podcasting sites be it Apple uh, Android or Spotify and of course you can catch us on all the social media platforms Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at suplexretweet right folks are you ready to get your creative hats on and yes. apply, uh, apply okay. <laughs> well, what was bit. that? put <laughs> yourself forward for a job in WWE yeah. I want to be as well as this angle <laughs> <laughs> to the armchairs <laughs> right so let's talk about the higher power so to give the listeners a bit of context who maybe are not familiar with how this started it started around about the fall of 1998 where The Undertaker who hadn't been a heel for around about 8 years or 8, 7 years or so uh, took an evil turn when he went back with his KFEB father Paul Bearer and announced that he was going to be forming a sort of Ministry of Darkness to take down Stone Cold Steve Austin. This then led to a number of events, including an incident we talked about in last week's quiz where he tried to embalm him alive, mm. and then hung him on the symbol <laughs> in a great image to end Raw. If you were a child at that point, it was quite intimidating. We then see Undertaker then lost a Buried Alive match to Austin at that month's pay-per-view, disappeared for a month or so, and then we got a... What was a series of mysterious angles where, first of all, the acolytes uh, kidnapped Midian, or as he was known then, Dennis Knight, who was then sacrificed on the first Raw of 1999. Another terrifying moment. And then at the Royal Rumble, we saw a certain Mabel, uh, also kidnapped yes. by the Ministry, to then become Viscera, and the Ministry of Darkness in its first uh, incarnation was formed. We then later got the Broods on board to complete the set. And the Ministry of Darkness, as I said, was formed. Let's talk about that formation and the bits I've talked about there. Scott, I'll start with you on this one. What was your thoughts on the formation of the Ministry of Darkness? Well, all of this for me is having to go back in retrospect and look at it, but it's very clear that that month off that Undertaker had, given this was an easy curly, was not watching, flicking through the channel, flicked on Fox, and clearly Buffy the Vampire Slayer came on. He thought, yeah, I've got an idea. Let's call up Pinterest and let's get this going. <laughs> Uh, and uh, to a lot of people this kind of when they brought out the Ministry of Darkness to start with it kind of led back to pass the table from Kevin Sullivan I think oh with the uh, oh, what's it called the one to take down Hogan Dungeon of Doom Dungeon of Doom, Doom. Doom yeah because there's a lot of similarities to that one actually yeah it was like sort of the, the sort of the Matrix version of that kind of thing because <laughs> you know that film was just coming out and they're all wearing the black and 
And yeah, ridiculous. It is an odd uh, bunch of characters, like you say, like you got Buddy, uh, Mabel, and Vizera, and yeah, they're just like randomly thrown in there. But it works. It was like this intimidating stable in WWE, where stables were their, their massive things, you know? Yeah. Uh, Chris, what was your thoughts on the ministry when you first started seeing all this happening with Undertaker? And- well, I, as I said earlier, before we started recording, I was about eight at this point, so <laughs> it scared the living daylights at me. Um, just Viscera. One of those characters that just makes you just cry in fear, <laughs> just with the, way, with the way he looked. That was pretty much my first, um, my first introduction to it by seeing him and going, "Oh my god, he's so scary." <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it was a strange time. <laughs> <laughs> it was peak. It's a good way to sum up the attitude there. Yeah, it's a strange it's... time where it was the, the best of times. <laughs> it was the blurst of times. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, reference there, <laughs> I, I mentioned a lot of the strange goings on in that kind of brief summary there. Uh, the first one, which we talked about in last week's quiz, the embalming alive. Yes. Uh, that's an interesting thing to see on national television. Can you explain to some of the listeners what embalming means for the ones that, that don't know what that is? Uh, it, was descri- it was described on last week's show, and I can't remember. <laughs> you remove the blood mm-hmm. off a dead body, and then. As you put some embalming fluid to kind of preserve it. Yeah, <laughs> they try to do it to a living stone gold. Yeah, it's, so it's like um, taxidermy, but not stuffing it, if you like. <laughs> a tradition from Egypt. Oh, just to put it that way. Really, Tutankhamen. Carmen. They got embalmed before they got put ah. his. his Educational aspect of this show. Yeah, it's a first. Spread and education. We've really classed this up. Yeah, but. The putting Austin on the symbol that was a, it was a controversial moment I think in the history of Raw at that point in time I think it was fair to say I mean it, I think it's one of the first times I ever saw a look of fear on Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah probably because like, I don't want to get dropped from this thing yeah. it's like oh my god he's a real person yeah. it was just it was that kind of great image of the Undertaker it was a good way to end that actual Raw looking back on it to have that Undertaker just underneath him because that's the one that you saved Stephanie, isn't it? Because Stephanie was... No, no, no. Because no, I always get this mixed up. That was very it? early on. That yeah. was before... Stephanie was quite late on in the ministry aspect yeah. of it. Uh, but it's the Undertaker took time away. And then things got even weirder, as I kind of said, with the whole abducting of... Does anybody remember how the abduction of Dennis Knight, as it was at that point, kind of went down? The acolytes took him. The acolytes <laughs> took him, and see, on the night that he became Midian, they showed all these uh, succession of videos, where it's essentially Dennis Knight was hanging from the ceiling in like chains in this whole sort of like graveyard type room, and then the acolytes come in and take him, and then all you see is him getting thrown into this like room in this sort of crypt that's got this big flashing light. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally the scariest thing you'll ever see. see the, in your life. the only thing I can remember is when it went to like potential self-harm level of like take her with a dagger that was the same night I was yeah. later on the night when Midian well Dennis Knight was on the kind of, it was just like getting inscribed into getting inscribed him getting inscribed into oh. Undertaker's simple put into that that was one of the first times I ever remember watching a wrestling angle and feeling physically sick yeah <laughs> did, did a lot, not a lot of these like Midian like things happen on the same episode that uh, McFoley won the title yeah oh but it was either that one or the episode after I can't really remember exactly oh, it's the same one what a very Versatile episode of Raw. That's why they always focus so much on that title, and you know, so. No, all the people switch over to see McFoley to see a guy Undertaker <laughs> cutting his wrist. Uh, the Mabel one was uh, was a bit more normal. As normal as an abduction. Did, as you can get. Did he get him to drink his blood? I can't really remember. I just remember. Yeah, that was that was 
Dennis Knight. Was it Dennis Knight, Knight, yeah. Yeah. Dennis Knight was the one in the Mabel one. Must read my blood. He just kind of got beat up and then Thorin chucked in the back of a horse. And then Austin comes in the ambulance and then saves the Royal Rumble. Uh, one thing I mentioned there is that I mentioned those stable members. Uh, we had, uh, as I said, Dennis Knight as, as Midian, Mabel Viscera, and the Brood and the Acolytes. <laughs> The first aspect of rebooking, would we have had these people in the stable at that point in time? Or is there anybody who was about WWE WWF at that point in time we'd have rather seen in the ministry? I can't remember if he was still in it at that point, if he was still cutting about. But I would have liked to see Big Boss Man in there. Oh yeah, he would have been... He was in the corporation at that point in time, so he was kind of... We'll talk about him a bit more later on. Yeah, see this is a thing, right? This is where my weird booking comes in. See, of all the people that were in the ministry at that time, mm-hmm. to me, the only people that didn't make sense was the Alkalites. Yeah, I feel like they were, because they were the muscle. Yeah, they were kind the, of enforcers of the work. They were kind of The thing is, they were um, in a tag team before this happened, and they were managed by Don Callis <laughs> at that point in time. Who yeah, the Jackal. The Jackal. Yes. So their kind of gimmick at that point in time was quite fitting for it. Yeah. Uh, the Brood made so much sense yeah that would have been my starting that yeah. would have been my starting group the brood but I said if it was a few years ago I can imagine like Mankind and Kane being in it as well because obviously yeah. they're quite dark characters but obviously the the rivalries between Undertaker and Kane but I think it, it does fit it's weirdly it's weirdly fitting even though it's like they're all a bit weird I don't know it just yeah. made sense M- Midian seems to be the most random out of all of them yeah. like well, he he was, still made sense. He was just randomly. Dennis Knight was just randomly hanging about Sunday night heat one night, and then the acolytes just took him. <laughs> Undertaker, like, who know who I need to bring about darkness to the WWF? That guy who used to dress up as a farmer. <laughs> I remember when the mystery happened, my cousin was saying, like, oh, this guy who bring an eyeball to the ring. I was like, wow, that's mental. Who is this interesting character? It's like Midian. It was a great one, <laughs> the great one in the episode where he becomes Midian, where he just randomly like comes out and starts shouting at the announcers yeah. about it. He's trying to get away from them. I was like, is he? And then obviously, and then uh, to be fair, he does look like Undertaker's uncle. You know, he's got the same hair and stuff. <laughs> well, <he has> a, <laughs> I, think, I think the only reason he was in it is like you talk about that backstage like crew that Undertaker was a part of. Oh, the BKS. Aye, and I think the Godwins were a part of that. So I think the only reason he was in it is he and Taker are pals, and he had nothing else to do. I wonder how Vince was in it after you know he dropped his knee on his face. True. Oh, but the rest of it belonged in one there, but he was he should have been the second in command yeah. of the thing. Scott, would you have put anybody else in the ministry? Not that I can think of, like with the exception of, like I said, Midian, who's been so random given his previous guy before this. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else seems to fit. Like, like this may be a bit of a stretch, but I think the headbangers maybe because they already wore like weird paint on their face. Now they were maybe like metalheads. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. You couldn't really see them having the same intimidating presence as the no. acolytes. So no. I think to be fair, ac- acolytes just screamed, mm-hmm. "We are here yeah. too." Well, they wouldn't be any worse than Midian though. Oh, Midian had a decent run at this point in time, a yeah. Europe, former European champion. And as we discussed on last week's episode, he found it in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than when Hacksaw Jim Dunn found the WCW TV title in the garbage. That's true, that's true. But um, this, uh, there was a great sign of how... This was only the precursor to how creepy things were going to become. Mm. Um, we'll go into the main stretch of the Ministry era here, which was between... Kind of between that point where we got Midian, the Royal Rumble, when it was kind of... Viscera became Viscera and we'll go to for the three months after that towards maybe about backlash time. Essentially this is this point that the ministry decided they were going to target Vince McMahon and their goal was to run the company. So we then got so much creepy stuff which we'll go into in a wee bit with him essentially torturing Vince McMahon to such a, such a high degree and 
what we then resulted from that one was a forgettable match at WrestleMania with the Big Boss Man. Uh, then a, f- a match with Ken, Ken yeah, Shamrock. A forgettable match with Ken Shamrock. Then a match with Ken Shamrock at uh, Backlash that year. But first, we'll talk about the, what I mentioned there about the motives of the Ministry, and I'll start with yeah. you on this one. Uh, what was your thoughts on the reason behind why? the ministry by the ministry the motive so as in taking out Vince McMahon alright well I, I'm not too sure because I remember coming into like WWE WWF at the time when it was King of the Ring so it was coming to the end but it was I wasn't too sure but I know that I don't know because they were trying to take over weren't they they were trying to take over the company yeah. and uh, and there was like Finn's like this is like Russell writing and he's like Mark you're taking this this gimmick way too far kind of like having a go at him that was a weird yeah. thing that we never <laughs> actually seen at that point in time was the Acknowledgement of Kayfab, yeah, like on air using Undertaker's real name, which yeah. was which was something. Uh, Chris, did you think that a dark satanic stable trying to run a company was quite fitting, or do you think that they should have been doing something else? Uh, well, it was it was something. Um, <laughs> it, it was so, something. Work there carefully. Yeah, it, it, it was something. I, I think it was more a kind of to try and kind of provide a shock factor to boost the ratings yeah. a wee bit. Um, but saying that, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Nobody knows what creative's going on about these days. <laughs> and I think stemming back then, it's just the same. Yeah, it's, it, people talk nowadays like, oh, the attitude era was great. I mean, creative knew what they were talking about, and we had some backwards booking even then. Just saying, like, because I know it was like a long period, but they were really lost in the shuffle. Like, because you've obviously got DX and you've got Austin. Obviously, there's a, uh, the I was about to say mystery. Obviously, the corporation. And I just felt like there was this weird group that was just lost in the shuffle that should have been bigger than what they were. Like one of the weirdest things about it is the ministry's like motivations for going after Vince in the first place makes sense. So the fact that it's them going against the corporation who are also a heel stable. So it's a big group of heels versus another big group of heels, and like you don't know who to cheer for. The biggest example is. Undertaker v Bossman and mainly like nobody knows really who to cheer for. We'll talk about that in a bit more detail in a, in, in a yeah. wee bit. But uh, Quacky, did you think their motivations were on point, or would you have rather suck them have some other target? It makes sense in a way, though. I mean, if you're going to have a super group of the biggest, baddest villains going, why would you want to take over the company? Exactly. And because they could have had them against DX. I was going to say that as well. DX probably the main sense. Even DX will start to get lost in the shuffle yeah, a wee bit this yeah. type of time. But, um, so we're kind of on the agreement that the, the motives were pretty much spot on for what they should have been. Now, the actions that they did to get these motives across, I mean, this is where we could do a wee bit of dodgy fantasy booking here. Um, we some, of the action, some, <laughs> some of the things that they did to torture Vince was the teddy bear. <laughs> is now, this symbolic? <laughs> right. Going back, going back to, like... I had to go back today and watch that that segment because it, I just always remember it just being like, oh my god, that's her teddy bear. <laughs> but looking back at it, it's a good way to set it up because it, it kind of, for the older viewers, it tugs on the heartstrings like, oh my god, they're actually doing this to torment them. But as a kid, you're watching it going, no! <laughs> <laughs> One of the issues is here, like, you're making Vince sympathetic by targeting him and his family. Yeah. Like you said, Gene, totally but the big problem is. Like, the thing with Vince at that time is he was properly still in the midst of his feud with Austin leading in to WrestleMania 15, so he was still a bad guy, but then you're also making him, in one storyline, hate Vince because he's trying to keep Austin for the belt, but also love him because his daughter's teddy bear's on fire. Like, <laughs> it made, made, didn't make much sense. Yeah, Stephanie was a key component of this angle. Again, we'll talk about that in a wee bit, but um, 
There, there was a couple of other ones where the, the the ministry showed up at Vince's house. Yeah, there was a yeah. cross on fire. Yeah, the big burning the, cross. The, <laughs> the, the taker symbol on the fire. Andy, would you have booked a more uh, intelligent police officer who went into that house? <laughs> I, I uh, uh, probably haven't actually seen it. I just remember the image of it, but I've not actually seen the segment. So what does what actually happens? It's essentially they, just, they show up at his house and then they phone the police and this police officer just walks around the big man house like, not here. <laughs> like, he looks in the window going, oh, no, one's here, no one's here. Not the year, just a big burning cross in the ground. normal in Stanford. My favourite one actually is, is, by, is they, when Vince and Stephanie are in like some like WWF studio doing an, doing an, like an, an interview thing <laughs> and somebody comes to Vince, somebody's here and he goes out and then just beats the living hell out of Mickey. He's <laughs> 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 outside just like creeping about and then jumps in the car and runs away. Uh, this is where we were going to get a wee bit of fantasy book. I mean, if you were creative, how would you? what other things would you have thought of to torture the McMahons from the ministry. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. The Teddy Bear one's quite good because they didn't reveal it. it was Stephanie's did they at that point? It was like, never did reveal. Yeah. Like, I, what is this? It did yeah. seem a bit random when you first watch it. It's like, why is Vince going to get so much this bear? Especially there's been an inferno match and Kane's foot's on fire and it's like, oh, is the bear's on fire? Is this symbolic? It's like, there's a man burning over there. Yeah. Anybody got some oh, any, sorry, yeah, any examples on this one? <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, if it was me, I would have just taken it like proper dark. Like, like just I, I don't know like they could have done so much with it because Undertaker and the Ministry are meant to be this really dark set of characters mm-hmm. and all they've got them doing is like burning a teddy bear kidnapping people which we'll probably speak about later <laughs> and setting a symbol on fire in Vince's lawn I mean <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> right. it's like one day stay stable one of these ideas where you go all in on it or you just don't do it yeah all. yeah pretty much yeah yeah I would have I would have had things like you know Viscera jumping on uh, Ken Shamrock's ankle like 20 times just until it was absolutely shattered and then you sick sick man like, how do you like having your ankle broken and then Shamrock left, uh, limping about um, that like more gimmick matches involving bloody just, just ask a warrior to drive over your foot next time you yeah. like, could have buried that uh, Stephanie uh, alive or something like that or, well, it, uh, wow have them paint weird symbols over uh, his house uh, I mean with with the feud, this feud was obviously going on in the WrestleMania season, so we thought we're going to get a great match in there, and we got him take a boss man in the cell. At least we never got a teddy, a flaming teddy bear on a te- a flaming teddy bear on a pole match. I would have rather seen Undertaker team with a flaming teddy bear <laughs> take on some sort of like team from the corporation. I don't think. That would have been actually great. Undertaker, the flaming teddy bear, and I don't know Midian against the Mean Street <laughs> or, Posse. Or, Okay, you wanted weird booking. How about a ladder match, but at the top is the teddy bear? And then there's something in the back. The like, symbolic ladder match. Some, there's something in the back raising the teddy bear. I don't know, I mean, you, you kind of look at it back, you think the boss man's the best potential option in the corporation, but because yeah. the rock was feeding away Austin, but what, what else could we have done with a good thing? Ted was putting a random tag match earlier in the night. Like, Tess is a big guy, he can... So that kid in there. Yeah, because Kate was fighting Triple H yeah, randomly. Yeah, a rubbish match. In a match that was kind of just done. I mean, I don't... I think this is why... Has Mankind in there again? <laughs> this is why you have, like we said, if you had them feud with DX for a bit, like maybe just for a month before that, give them a few dominant wins, and then start the feud with Vince to get him towards Mania. I mean, because yeah. when you're doing, like I said, two feuds with Vince and that involved the course, he's going after the title... And this feud is just 
Everything gets jumbled up. So it's hard for him to try and make McMahon sympathetic the same night he's trying to buddy have Austin lose the title and well not win the title and stuff like that at WrestleMania. And it's just ridiculous. It's just to show how over Austin was that everybody's celebrating happy he won the title, forgetting it less than an hour before we've seen a man possibly die getting hung from a cell. Yeah. See, it, it's a bit strange the booking of it because it's as if Vince is trying to do too much. Yeah, like he's trying to be the, the good, by, good guy and the bad guy. And it's like, have one creative directive and just go with it. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, after Mania they go and they can a bit properly sympathetic for at least a month or so. So, like I said, if you start it more just after Mania, then it makes more sense. Yeah. But having just juggling too many things at the once. Yeah, it was, it was like overproduction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was far, too, it was far too much because you had to get a boss man who was a really, really heavy heel, mm-hmm. and he was meant to be the guy who was trying to fight for the company yeah. which was weird and then at least they didn't make him fight for the company after he'd murdered someone's dog <laughs> yeah, so. yeah but then they had him hanging from a cell yes. for a good five minutes yeah and minutes. it just cuts to a little match it just, <laughs> kind, of cut, it just kind of cuts man. to a vignette it's like mm-hmm. so boss man is Chris you mentioned about going dark is this too dark? no like I, <laughs> I, I think for the time with what they were wanting to do it fits perfectly but then again, they need to kind of round it off with either the shot of him getting taken to taken to hospital or whatever. Because yeah, they, they they just leave it blank as if like did he die? I think it was like the match was also crap as well. Yeah, so it was it's a really like, bad match. Not need to sell. Yeah. The, the sell the the sell was for the the, the spot. That was the only yeah. reason they had the only sale. reason. It's the same reason we had the Hell in the Cell match at WrestleMania 32. Just for Shane can jump. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the difference we talked about having Andre talking about sacrifice. The difference between sacrifice and just straight up murdering somebody, and then yeah, he shows up on Raw a few weeks later just with a bit of a sore neck. Like you just got hung. What made like, it even worse, which we talked about later on, is the boss man was in the corporate ministry. You know, that, it's like I'm obeying this man and nearly killed me. Uh, I thought we'd do the same guy nearly kill him. Yeah. I'll move on. That was, all, that was almost a month ago. I've moved on since then. What kind of brainwashing creative bullshit is this? Except that the Undertaker has a saviour. It got weird. It got weird again in the month afterwards. Um, the main part of it, which we'll talk about, is involved in Stephanie. This was the whole thing. It was it was Taker's hunt for Stephanie. Oh, uh, when we, Stephanie was sympathetic. We got she, she was Shamrock found her in a boiler room. Uh, there was the kidnapping of Ryan Shamrock. And a very forgettable angle, like Ryan Shamrock in general. Uh, there was the whipping of Christian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because. Uh, he, he gave away her stick. Well, to be fair, it was either that or how Ken Shamrock, the mad psycho that he is. The most dangerous man in the world, remember? Yes, yes but. Break his ankle. Then he got whipped in the backstage area. Like, I don't know how to send the face button. That did start a really cool like, mini feud between certain members of the ministry v the brood when the brood split, split away. See, for the, that. that that made sense a wee bit. It made yeah. more sense than how the brood came about when the brood were getting attacked by the ministry and then they got told the referees to go away. Do you know how Christian got whipped? Do you think that's why he brought it up in that WrestleMania 21 advert about uh, cinematic history? Potentially. Do you know, remember that? Like, basic instinct? So, yeah, potentially. Like, it's a bit obscure reference. So. Right, but, like I say, like, like, while the brood made sense, I think it was clear by the, only a few months later by the time they did the whole angle where they split away that them as, a, as characters were almost like, too big for the ministry. They could easily do like on their own didn't need the ministry and then they no. kind of ruined them by making them speak yeah probably yeah, better <laughs> not doing that uh, then we got to Backlash and this is the probably the most memorable angle I think of this particular segment of the show <laughs> uh, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin successfully defends the WWF title against The Rock. We see that image of Vince on the aisleway. Yeah, gives Austin the title. Gives Austin the title. It's like this pure sympathetic Vince. The whole thing with him and Austin seemingly over. We cut to backstage and Stephanie getting into a limousine. And... Where to, Stephanie? (laughs) (laughs) The scariest image... Of my own. most people's childhood where the Undertaker is revealed to me. I'm not gonna lie. Undertaker, you take me home. If I go into a taxi or or whatever, I'll be giving that guy one star if it was on the table like that. Yes, two quacko. <laughs> Never mind. I'm getting off here. Yeah. Uh, and then the next night we got the unholy wedding between oh. Stephanie and the Undertaker. Guys, how would we have booked the, this whole? Not at all. <laughs> dark enough. That was dark enough. You yeah. know, um, bury her alive, manager. <laughs> Even that is a bit better. <laughs> I would have them. You, you, you know you're doomed if you're going to bury the what life. Is, what was Undertaker thinking? Oh, if I marry her, then that means I own the company half of it. And then Triple H was like, I've got an idea for. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the best part is right before Austin comes out. Uh, just after Paul Bear does you may now kiss your right just hear JR so angry and off oh, for God's sake JR <laughs> has some great lines you're yeah. just angry didn't do anything about it just I know just sat there <laughs> one, one thing I would have done if I was rebooking it I would have booked a lot more heroic baby faces yeah it's like they have like big, like, the big show and Shamrock try to come in and they just get their asses kicked it's like well nobody save there's no there's, like, there's a full backstage yeah. you know? well you got Visser out there nobody messes with Visser well big show tried to you know, and he failed you know, I, some, uh, Charlie Haas tried to steal his women at one point. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go for Charlie Haas? Not very well. You don't mess with the world's largest love machine. Oh, God. Uh, oh, would yeah. we have had this actually do? Would we have had them actually do something with this, as opposed to it just being one night Austin saves up? That's it. But we have had something actually happen. What do you mean? No, no, you, what do you mean you actually want her to actually marry the Undertaker? You could have had it where she yeah. was she was captured for a few weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it kind of ended like yeah. sick, sick man. Yeah. I bet you had the best man speech prepared and everything. <laughs> sick man. Yes, I what ninety nine? But you were Undertaker's best man when you were about what <laughs> well, six? I was six. I was like the, the page boy. In a, in a strange turn of events, just to be really weird creatively, I would have loved to see like them do. A corporation where it's like they bring in like Steve Austin, Bubba Ray, and Devon Dudley and make like their own A team. <laughs> and just have them try and find Steph. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, uh, like the uh, union. It's oh, pretty much <laughs> talking about with two by four. Oh, can, we, can we talk about <laughs> the pretty union? Much. Yeah, second. we'll talk about union a wee bit actually uh, in, the, in the next segment. But WWE creative, if you're listening, that's 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 a resume <laughs> statement right there. I do like the idea what you said, like the idea of making more a thing about the hunt for to find Stephanie and all that. But like, I don't wouldn't go through with the full win. Have them be about to put her on like the th- the cross, yeah. and then that's when Austin comes. They don't. Have her just sitting there for a full could, like ten minutes with Paul Bear reading. It technically doesn't book. object. It's I, like it's like at the yeah. very end of the wedding. It's like so she's technically still mad. See, you could have had it where uh yeah, it's like if there was a few weeks where she was captured and then Vince goes to Austin and he's like, I need your help and he's like, Well no, after all why should I help you with all this stuff? Have a bit of character development and as opposed to just like begging Austin one night like, No, I don't like you. It's like yeah. Austin's like the heroic last man and yeah, the last okay, defence. Yeah, yeah. It would be better if it went on a bit longer than that. Yeah, they're finishers for everyone except you, Austin. Well, you say but you say that about like the whole making more of a thing of it, but they make a point on commentary. I think it's Jim Cornette. Some commentary say like he didn't do it for Vince. He did it because it was the right thing to do. Yeah, but I wasn't, remember. But yeah, we didn't yeah. have a lot of people like that backstage, you yeah. know. But it's a it's a very well, yeah, big show. But again, he failed. 
I know, because you get hit with a... <laughs> what do you get hit with? What do you get hit with again? You got to take a lamp or something. <laughs> 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 Come on, that's a true quiz winner. You should know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, the unholy wedding didn't go very well. Uh, but... For a good reason. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but in the, the, the month or so after that, we got... Which was kind of logical, but again, it was like panicky booking when... Vince was kicked out of the corporation by his son Shane, along with the Stooges, who, well, are useless anyway. And then Shane took control of the corporation and then this turned out that he was merging them with the ministry to form the corporate ministry and that Shane was behind the kidnapping all along. Um, Chris, I'll, Chris, I'll go to you on this one. Um, are they run out of ideas for the angle at this point? Yes. <laughs> quite, just quite simply, yes. Um, it just makes you think, what's the point in doing it? What's the point in having these two if you're just going to merge them and then have Shane take the credit for it when it then transpires that something else happens, mm-hmm. which we will go into? Mm-hmm. But it just makes you think you must be scraping the barrel for ideas mm-hmm. on how to take this further. But before I talk about like the court ministry, you think which the wedding in '99 you think Stephanie preferred the one with Triple H or the one here? <laughs> I mean, once she was on, when depends me, at what point. I mean, she, at least she was conscious for this one. Yeah, but uh, I think like people talk about all the idea of long-term storytelling back in the edge like, but this angle when you really watch it does feel like they are booking week to week, and the idea of just saying the words out loud, corporate ministry, like having a ministry that's also corporate, like. It's a double negative. It's it's an oxymoron, basically. We've got that nice... Corporate socialists. I know. (laughs) We've got that nice mesh-up of the two theme tunes, which actually worked quite well. Mm. Okay, (laughs) but nice. uh, Steven, uh, Staple is much more than theme music. Clearly, because the posse ends up in this. Aye. We talked about this. We talked about how random... (laughs) This is so random. Each week, we had, like, almost every week, had Shane and, and Taker coming out cutting like 20 minute promos kind of like how they've done in recent years which you can still complain about like coming out talking about oh Undertaker will take on The Rock Triple H will take on Stone Cold and then the opposite way around the next week and all the while you have like the Viscera and the Mean Street Posse hanging about in the background what I think was quite weird about the, the ministry and the, when then the corporate ministry they were meant to be this evil satanic group and then they, just, they, they would just appear like in the building in the back door just like all walking in as a group there's, there's just too many of them and yeah, it was like NWO, but, but not gothic. <laughs> yeah, it almost yeah. got to a point where I was just expecting them to come in with like complete darkness and dry ice everywhere, just like ha ha. You know what the funniest thing is about this? I watched one thing. I think it's from a Heat, and it's all of them walking through the backstage area, and you just see everybody's using like their normal like gear and that. And Taker comes in with his big like long cloak with a hood up, looking like Darth Sidious. Just, Walking through the backstage, casually as you like, talking to the acolytes. Yeah. Taker always looked really angry at this. Like, yeah. Any decision that was made by Probably didn't by like the book, and that was by, by Shane. Shane. No, I, I get this point. I get this point. You thought it was going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, this is why we got three years of biker taker after this to appease him. Uh, and interesting, we talked. That I mentioned there, Shane became Shane was a kid, essentially now the leader, mm-hmm. which kind of ruins the whole, like you know what happened the previous four months. Uh, I'm going to throw this out as a bit of fan spooking here, guys. See if they'd announced at this point that Shane was the higher power. Mm-hmm. Would you have been happy? Well, they did try and tease it in the weeks leading up to tried the to tease, reveal. Uh, tried to tease it, but if, they just, if Shane had just came out, I, I, I told Taker to abduct Stephanie. I'm the guy who's been controlling it. It would have, it would have made sense, and I don't think it would have been like... I think because it... Like, 
beyond this point it got it gets really built up whereas if there was not much there was not much build up so it would have been like oh it makes sense you yeah. know yeah, yeah. I, I, with some as Annie said some actual build up then you could have made sense because you could have had the idea of like the idea of Stephanie being the favourite of the two that's why he had to take her kidnap her and he's the son he wants control of the company and yeah. all that and he's just like Vince took it from his father he's going to take it from his father yeah. at any cost so you could have made some sense of it but the question is, would we be talking about it like we are now so long ago? Yes, we'd be yeah. calling it the best angle in the world. It would have been a nice like, way to round so. it off if they hadn't anything else planned. Like, if yeah. they didn't have yeah. everything else that went on planned. It would have been a nice wee way just to round it all off. Because it's like, oh, it was Shane. Ah, cool. Let's see the fallout. Cool. That's fine. Yeah. Move on. You know? Here comes the higher power. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Lord of Darkness. <laughs> Here comes the power. Power, power, just, power, just, power, just, power, just power, all in, power, just all in, power. Just all in black with like black eyeshadow doing his V dance. <laughs> it would have made that uh, match between Kager and uh, Shane McMahon at WrestleMania like, more like, interesting. Like, with the backstory. <laughs> this is the type of booking that we need yeah. to be seeing here. Long term story planning. Like, exactly. so many could, because then he would could have said, remember when he said that you're just Vince McMahon's bitch? He could have said, don't forget, you were my bitch before. Yeah, it was technically yeah. for a good bit. See, this is why we should be creative. This is why Vince should be listening to this show. There are two, there are two <laughs> jobs going, that. by the way. Another, that involves yeah. relocation. Yeah, that, that, that's a downside. <laughs> and, uh, I once applied for a creative job just for the laugh. Fun of it. Still <laughs> heard back from them. Sidetrack, funny story. I applied for a job with WWE about two months ago. No, still not heard anything back. Yeah. It was for a social media guy, but you do it at home. So it's like they send you clips and then you ed- edit them and then send him off you you run Vincent Man's Twitter can you make people think he knows what technology is I wish um, I remember at this point as well the, the corporate ministry had another wee feud they were feuding with Austin and The Rock but they also feuded with a stable we talked about on the union oh, who God. formed at this point in time as a rebellious group who didn't want to be part of the no. corporate ministry no. what equal pay and right to left <laughs> and their secret leader Jesse Ventura no wait <laughs> but no you're not giving their full name Stephen it's the union of people you ought to respect, son. <laughs> or otherwise known as up yours. <laughs> Vince Russo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, he's very carry with that subliminal advertising that man, isn't he? Should, um, I'm still convinced Vince Russo has not, not reached puberty and he's in his 50s. That's the, way he, that's the reason for all these things. Should. Do you See, still think he has boopless on his calculator? <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, in theory, this, uh, this stable was Test, Big Show, Shamrock and Mankind. Should Boss Man have been in this as well? Yeah, I think so. I think after what happened to him with The Undertaker, yes. <laughs> it's hard to make him a, a sympathetic character with that gimmick, you know, the Big Boss Man's, like, I mean, 99 you, I mean, gimmick. if Mankind had went back to, like, Mankind in 96, he could have been quite fitting in it, just this creepy guy walking about. Yeah. yeah. Talked well, about earlier on. With Boss Man's gimmick of being an enforcer with the way he's dressed all the time, yeah, why not? Yeah. Sorry, I just thought something. I know, I know he left or anything because he was he wasn't being booked properly. But if, if you didn't want Fisher to like the big guy in the group, you could have kept like Vader around to be part of the manager because he and Paul Bear he was managed by Paul Bear at one point, mm-hmm. so he had that connection. Plus, it looks weird to say then. Yeah, red mask. It's basically not a mask though. Yeah, you can see uh, his entire that face. Alan McLucas fault was from the red light district. A great line from the last week's Attitude Era quiz, which you can hear on our back catalogue. It's suplexretweet.com. Let us know your score. <laughs> it's just, like, like I said, this, this table could have worked if, again. Like, no, most, it was destined to fail from the start. Like, most, 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 As you said, corporate. 
No, I'm talking about the union. Oh, sorry, I thought we about the union. The union was terrible as well. Well, they they were thrown together like most groups in the idea. Just don't give them the name the union because that doesn't make any sense. Don't give them two by fours. Which they never used. How, how long did that actually last? Over like four weeks or something? Four weeks or something. Yeah, they had, they had, they had a match at, uh, over, over the, the Edge. They debut a few four over the Edge and they're gone by King of the Ring. Yeah, because yeah. you know, we'll talk about that later on, how everything was thrown in up and... Sounds a bit like right to censor. <laughs> yeah, right just to just right. Th- thrown together. And <laughs> yeah, but right to censor kind of worked. Can we talk about the entrance theme? Talk about the union's entrance theme. Let's give them a generic theme. But how will people know they're a union? Let's have a whistle end and just someone shout the words Union. I'll <laughs> get it over the name of this group. <laughs> just, just have it as like a kind of picket rally and just play that over and over again. What do we want? When do we want it? What do we? That's what that's two by fours look like. It just for, looks like they forgot to put the signs at the end. Exactly. <laughs> Make them look even more incompetent. What do we want to save Stephanie three weeks late? What do we want to? <laughs> three weeks, three three weeks, weeks ago. ago. <laughs> what do we want to be on television? <laughs> when do we want it? On heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, oh, oh, oh. To, be fair, were, on heat. to be fair, three of them were quite prominent characters on their own right. Then there was Test. <laughs> yeah. they, they were the star power. Well, to be fair, I believe it's the fallout of this angle that leads to his relationship with Stephanie, is it not? It does indeed. And that's something we might be talking about in the second half of the show, but we're going to take a short break. But before that, uh, well, after the break, sorry, we are going to be talking about the main reason we're here today. We're going to talk <laughs> about the reveal itself. The reveal of the higher power. We're going to talk about some of the our choices who we thought could have been the higher power, some of the rumoured ones, and just how the angle went down altogether, and the aftermath of it, and how this angle places itself in wrestling history. But that's after the break. But here is a wee short clip of the actual highlights of the reveal of the higher power itself, and we'll talk about it in a wee bit. We'll see you soon. Hi there, it's Sammy Joe, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Undertaker, for what you did to my daughter Stephanie, for the hell you put my wife Linda through, you turned Shane into some sort of monster. I may not get very much of you, but tonight I'm gonna get me some. You see, Vince, if you do not defeat the Undertaker, then Austin will never get a shot at the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Austin knows that his fate rests in the hands of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, the low blow, referee knocked down by the Undertaker. Referee just called for the bell. The Undertaker disqualified. Vince McMahon has won this thing. Stone Cold and the Undertaker now will meet tonight for the WWE title. The Undertaker said that he was going to serve up Austin tonight for the greater power, the rattlesnake. Really taking a pounding here from the evil phenom, the Undertaker. Austin can barely stand, but the rattlesnake will never, ever quit as long as he's breathing. Uh-oh, look at this. Could the end be near for Stone Cold Steve Austin? The rattlesnake looks like he's he's just seen a ghost. Who is it? I don't think it's Shane McMahon. Who is it? Who the hell's a greater power? It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a... What? It was me all along, Austin. You all bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Even my 
feel safe is when I'm with when I'm with my dad. I care about Stephanie. I care about her safety, of course, and her welfare. Every damn one of you were made fools of. The only place I really feel safe is when I'm with when I'm with my dad. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Oi, oi, you're here with the Fight Network, Blue Cow Shark and Krieger, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson, I'm joined by Chris Scott. Andy and Kwaku and we are rebooking the higher power angle before we get on to the main part of the discussion which is the reveal itself I'd first like to once again thank Sammy Joe for being the voice of this week's show you can catch her interview with Sarah on all our podcasting sites so that's Apple, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites and I would also like to thank the Fight Network, Luking Sharp and Krieger, who are also the voices of this week's show. You can catch our interview with them this coming Monday, done by our own Scott McLeod. Oh, I can't wait for you people to hear it. It's <laughs> the most ever, it's just the worst, listen to two tag team people just bury each other for a whole hour. Just slay each other to the hinge end. So, some really hard-hitting questions asked. And hope remember me saying that when you listen to it, you'll get why that's funny. Yes. Uh, Bob and Luke King Sharp and Paul Robinson. Uh, next ICW show is going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Look forward to that the day before the interview comes out. Right, let's go on to the main part of the discussion, and it's what we're all here for. We're on to June 7th, 1999. Not quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got an itch at the edge of so, I know. <laughs> After so many weeks of reviews, or so many weeks of teases, we're getting the night where the higher power is set to be revealed. The corporate ministry come out at the start of the night with the man in the mysterious robe who's going to be the higher power. We get the teases, who's it going to be? Some people think it's going to be Shane. Shane starts speaking on the microphone, but he walks down the ramp. He then calls out his dad, who appears in the Titantron, and then says he wants to see who the higher power is. And then... It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it was me all along! Yes, it's the reveal of Vince McMahon Do as the higher the, power and the line that made wrestling history. It's not in the studio, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, you, yeah. you can't have not have that without the awesome of a bitch. Yeah, it, is, it is a great moment for all the right and wrong reasons in wrestling. JR's bit, it doesn't sound like he's angry that it's Vince. He's angry, like, it feels like he didn't know that Vince was going to be revealed. He's just like, oh, like he's showing his exasperation at this angle, like, oh, this is where we're going now. Like, oh, it, it's like shocking, but like I said, it's kind of like, oh my god, didn't believe it, but oh my god, yeah, it's so stupid. So before we go on to rebooking this reveal, uh, what was your, what's the thoughts on Vince? Obviously we were a bit less in the know at that point in time, but was Vince still a shocker? Scott? It's one of those situations where, yes, it was unpredictable, but this is one of those occasions where unpredictable doesn't necessarily mean it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, in the first half we talked about a lot of the weird booking decisions which we, yeah. we lo- it was loved back then but you think now it's like maybe we won that but this is the one everybody thinks is what? Yeah, it's very strange <laughs> um, it's, I just don't understand it really <laughs> It's like one step forward, two steps back I 
yeah, there's so many better ways to book that. So many better ways. I, I still think, right, I may be the odd way here, I think it's so wrong and so bad, but yet so brilliant. Yeah. What? The man, the man sacrificed his daughter. <laughs> exactly my point. And that just lets you into the mind of Mr. McMahon. I know. I mean, yeah, it's funny, but evil genius. When you want to look at the angle as a whole, that's when you realise it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's. Again, it may be so bad, but so good. Yeah, it's like, right, so how am I going to... I'm going to burn the random Teddy, I'm going to have them invade my house, I'm going to have them sacrifice my daughter, and better yet, I've done it to annoy my greatest rival, who was not involved in the angle until the month before. Well, you, you, you never know. Maybe because... See when he put the the effigy in his garden? Maybe he just thought he had to do a bit of landscaping. So it's just, <laughs> a, just a cheap way. <laughs> Um, what I want to know is how long before this was Vince going to be the higher power or I, the higher power is, is take her one step because I do not think like in January when they started this they did not plan it to be Vince I think they thought this like two weeks or so before well I'm going to go through we're going to talk about some of the actual rumoured names that were going about and then we're going to do come up with some names to ourselves so the first one that was heavily rumoured was we talked about in the first half Don Callis i.e. the Jackal yeah What's the thoughts? Would that have made sense? And given what his character was in a lab, I don't think he was as well known enough at that point for it really to have much of an impact. But at the same time, it could have been someone that is not well known and then suddenly there's your pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but just yeah. think about the reaction to like people yeah. like, uh, who's he again? Out of the, uh, when the stig was revealed and more people did not know who the guy was than yeah. he was when he was a stig. The two, the two big ones who would have been, who would have been quite well known that were rumoured were uh, Ted DiBiase yeah, and Jake the, and Jake the Snake. Apparently these were these were never options, but they were very heavily rumoured. Uh, Andy, would you have buyed one of these two as a higher? Well, yeah, well, if we're talking about booking uh, one of these two or in my sort of booking things, I won't go too much into detail. Mm-hmm. But I think they're both great choices. They both have obviously history with The Undertaker as well as Austin well, did, Jake, did Jake have history with Austin yeah they, yeah. Were, they were a team and then they feuded and then yeah. Taker beat him at Wrestlemania what was Jake's last match so, That's so it was kind of you know it was there you know they had the history you know these guys are legends in their own right fair enough like Jake the Snake's gone through personal problems and uh, like Ted DiBiase at this point is like a born again Christian so it kind of could, you, could yeah. you have imagined if Ted DiBiase was revealed as the higher power the hood that, comes up that was the same year as the infamous uh, was it the uh, blackjack promo that he done it I can't oh, remember the he was the wrestling the, when I played 21 yeah yeah he's, like, he's, he's just slurring his words and stuff like that and it's like yeah you cannot have this man out there yeah I think this was <laughs> like, that, that's why it's such a shame because both these names that you mentioned make a lot of sense but the Jake one I think would have been the coolest one and it's a shame that he was going through these issues that time and he didn't have at that point someone like a DDP uh, to help him through it because he was in WCW at the time so could you imagine like Undertaker and he's wee thrown in uh, or we share that he used to send backstage and uh, Jake on one with a big python or a snake wrapped around him giving these demonic promos does anybody remember the promos that Jake the Snake did with Ultimate Warrior where right, he buried him yeah see that kind of scene that they set that in yeah. that, would, that kind of reminded me of the same thing that they yeah. had with the, the Dennis Knight King thing if you look back yeah, and look yeah. at it, it's very, very similar. Um, the other name, which was very left field, which was apparently the one that was the heavy, most heaviest rumoured, uh, was Christopher Daniels. Yeah, um, oh, Bruce Pritchard said that on his podcast. Yeah, Bruce, 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 uh, Christopher Daniels was in WWE development at that point in time. 
and he, his fallen angel gimmick, which he was developing at that point, is very much in that type of religious. Then he could have been the angel of darkness or something, mm, you know, it could have worked. The fallen angel type of that. This was the one that was heavily rumoured there. Chris, what would you have thought if it was, maybe it was an unknown, but if he's with Christopher Daniels' gimmick? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's your push, just like you said earlier. There's your push. Mm-hmm. That's. It would have made sense if they were wanting to bring him in, establish him as this big character. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've got my own thoughts on it, and I'll leave that there. But as we as we know where Christopher Daniels now, he could get the most simple things over. Yeah, I mean, it's, pro- it's a good problem. Exactly. How many people go around and say this is the worst town I've ever been to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you think about all the good things he's done through it, and he's got such a stoicer and likes the TNA and now Ring of Honor and AEW. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the things. Like if you bring him in there, and yes, it's going to lead to a big push. But where does he go? Once the sangle's done, does, will we get? Would we get any of that stuff that he yes. doesn't need? Like, what, like, what would have happened if AJ Styles had took that developmental deal back in two thousand and two? It's, it's a big, it's a big what if, you know. Yeah, but it, it, it would have been something. Now, um, as we know, this is a reboot show, and this is where our panel get to be creative. Uh, Andy, I'm going to yeah. start with you in this one. How would you, who would you have had revealed as the uh, higher power? Teddy Biase, I'd have had time. And reasons why it's like at this point he's like become a Bolton again Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in WCW and his contract's running out later that year. Uh, if you get him in, let's say you've got the history with Austin. You've got the, uh, he, he's also the one that brings in Undertaker, so there's the history there. And the last time you saw him in Austin was that Austin got beat in a match, and Ted DiBiase was obviously his manager because he introduced him, and then. He gets rid of him and Austin cut a promo saying he doesn't need him and all that and it's a reason for him to come back and he's like, I hate Austin because he because of him he I'm not in this company anymore, I have to go somewhere else and now I'm back and in there'd have been this great sort of return of the legend kind of thing. There's, there's nothing more powerful than money. Yeah. It's an interest it's an interest and, and exactly with his character as well, it's like this is how he he's like doing all this stuff, he's probably got more money than McMahon. You know? It's an it's an interesting yeah. thought that one. Scott, how would you have booked this idea? I've got two options. One serious, one not so serious. Let's have them both go for it. My first one, you can tell which one this is. Mo from former partner. Mo, former partner of Mabel, now Visitor. That would have made Visitor's inclusion make much more sense. Just imagine, just people like, who is he again? Uh, can I just ask how much did Gary Kernan pay you to say that? I think that's all I did for for me. Hashtag Visser for all of them. Gary's, Gary's not a big man in the mission fan. He just quite like seeing uh, Visser in that kind of latex pyjama type. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, a giant bin bag he was in. A more serious one. Brother Love. Bruce Pritchard. And yes, I know technically he came in with, with Tager and was kind of almost thrown to the side for uh, Paul Bear as his manager, but. Bruce Pitcher works heavily with Vince. He has the influence within the company, and you can't use blend like real life with the storyline. In that he is so high up in the company, he's there to help him take over in his position yeah. of power. And also, you have the connection where he brought uh, Taker originally, and you can see like maybe Paul Bear and that went to him to help because Undertaker is lost. You need you need to bring you back to help guide him again. Again, I'm, I'm imagining all of these at the moment where the hood goes down. It's just like him with big red face. <laughs> Been a black suit and all white suit. I used to wear. Ah, that's, that's yeah. an inter- it's an inter- it's not. I'm surprised he's never thrown that out himself on his own podcast. But Pritchard, this when they were, when they were talking about Daniels, yeah, it must not have been in the thought at all. But mm. it, it, it does make a, it makes some sense. That could yeah. be a total gimmick switch as well, going from "I love you" to "I hate you." <laughs> you know, 
Then we get the Bruce picture that we know today. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Chris, what have you got? Well, going off the back of that, one that would just be so ridiculous that it would never go over, but imagine the hood came down and it was Jimmy Hart. <laughs> just, just the megaphone um, no my thinking is along the lines of not so much logical at the time mm-hmm. but it'd be more logical going down the line okay imagine the hood went down and it was Triple H mm-hmm. which could then lead on to the Triple H and Stephanie marriage and then having them instead of being what they are today just being like the proper evil power couple like even more evil than they're meant to be now, see, in this in this theory, would you have had Triple H still technically be in DX, and because they the Triple H did turn the DX at WrestleMania that year and was yeah. part of the corporate ministry, would you have still had them in DX, or I would you still had them in the would you have them in the ministry? I think the turn would have happened earlier, mm-hmm. and it would have coincided with this. Um, but just in my head, that could have worked to help pan out a different storyline. Mm. Um, and then the other one could be like have Gangrel be like the face of it. <laughs> what you could have done with the Triple H thing is you could have actually went through with the whole wedding thing with Undertaker, but then revealed weeks later, actually you weren't saying I do to me, you yeah. were saying I do to our higher power, and it's revealed to be Triple H. Yeah, that could have been. A, a, it would have been a weirder way, no weirder than drugging her and I'm driving. Yeah, I, I think that's a more kind of. Dare I say it? Socially acceptable way than drugging someone. Well, I've had 1999s like many people's pinnacle years of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, all this coming off the back of you seeing Jimmy Hart, I would just thought of one which was like proper left field. But imagine the hook comes off and it was like Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> well, would, would yeah. it, would, uh, well, 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 would have been as excitable as Vince's one as it was me, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. A fan of comedy wrestling, Quakuaji. Uh, well, you probably have. Do you have a serious one or a funny one? No. Well, I have a serious one. Right. But it comes with a lot of contractual permutations. Okay. And it was. It could have been possible. You never know. Sting. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Interesting one. WWE creative slide into my DMs at Mr. Quakuaji. Yes, I have a kind of thought. Because it was kind of around about this time where he was, maybe it was just before or just after, I remember he was kind of relieved of his power in a certain other company, uh, Eric Bischoff. Ah, <laughs> that would have been quite interesting. Could you have imagined that one? Yeah. Just basically someone with a high peak WCW. And with me, just as he throws the hood off that and back, theme song hits it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have known what that song meant. <laughs> but it's a tune. You, yeah. you never answered me when I called you out, Vince. Well, I came here. <laughs> you made me audition, you made me try and sell you a broom. <laughs> yeah, that's been quite interesting. I mean, no, sorry. No, that was quite interesting. Uh, Eric Bischoff. I think we've made laugh a bit of Jimmy Hart was having listened to Eric Bischoff's podcast about how often Jimmy Hart tried to get on air. Said if there was a camera with a red light on it, Jimmy Hart wanted to get in front of it. You just imagine Jimmy Hart <laughs> getting told, oh, do I pretend to be the higher power? He'd be all up for it. Oh, I definitely. Honky Top Man would have been a good one. Here's the honky dog, man. And the accolades just start singing a song. The Aqua takes a complete different tone. Just all in plan, just a higher power. Manson family, yes, but honky tonk man starts there. So, some completely differing thoughts. 
So do we kind of think it's more suited to a kind of veteran? I mean, Chris yeah. was one of the only ones that kind of said somebody who was relatively up and coming in Triple H. So, but the, I thought the WCW angle was quite a good one because if it, the, the whole idea of taking the company over from Vince, I mean, at this point in time, the, the, the thing had turned. So somebody like a like a Sting, I can't even think who else, Bishop, the other two names that maybe come to mind who hadn't been in WWE at that point, I'm not too sure. Mm. Diamond Dallas Page would have made a lot of sense at that point, <laughs> in that particular point. Oh, Ric Flair, actually. Kind of went, I'm a right. <laughs> you know, if you did, if you did DDP, and then later, a few years later, still want to go through the stalker angle, you could have made. Yeah. That would have made a lot more sense. Like he was angry with Undertaker for the whole. Because you've said Ric Flair, I could just imagine him. You would be spoiled right away. You just strut. Oh, it's like, who is the king? I don't know who okay, it is. Possibly me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just him, like, takes the robe no, off. He takes, take takes, takes the robe off and there's a dressing gown underneath. It. <laughs> With us now being in 2019, imagine it was China. Hmm. She didn't have the balls for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, that's uh, from, uh, from uh, 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 King of the Ring. Andrew Mitchell did not reflect the rest of us no, no, given, I am no relation, by the way. Given, given how heavily involved he was in the rate and all that, I wouldn't put it past Vin Drizzle to book himself as the higher power. Yeah, true, yeah. It was, it was me, bro, bro. It was me all along. It was a swerve. You didn't see it come. It was a swerve. <laughs> it was right. R- Russo would have been the original bro at that point, you know. <laughs> but um, I, think it's, I think it's safe to say we've all got some good options on that one, some good alternatives to what we actually got in the actual higher power reveal. Now, we're moving on from the actual reveal and we've got the aftermath of it itself. Could have been a long <laughs> aftermath, but really it lasted about a month. Um, oh, ten minutes more like uh, Yeah, so <laughs> after this whole reveal, the McMahons are basking in their victory. Glory, Glory of victory. <laughs> and then, out... Out come the other two McMahons, Linda and Stephanie, who were so unaware of what their, fa- their father and husband were doing. Stephanie especially, as, as, as she said. Overtime at the office. <laughs> and in a business move that I've never seen before, having worked in a business magazine as my full-time job for over three years. Such a transaction. <laughs> it's like, I have 25%, she has 25%, and we're giving them to a man... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who came out with a tattoo? You know? <laughs> he made an effort. <laughs> uh, Scott, I'll start with you yes. on this particular moment. Uh, waste. <laughs> what do you think? Well, uh, it just seemed like they took it a completely different direction. They made it less about all higher power and like cult and all uh, being be a, be a bit satanic cult to being all business and all that and shares in the company. It did not seem like something a ministry would be interested in yeah. like you forget like the whole reveal itself is so weird that people remember that line they don't remember how long this thing went on for and you just think how, how smart of a businesswoman is Linda like ah, he's the guy who runs about in stolen vehicles ruins my husband's car assaults multiple co-workers he seemed like a good guy to put in charge of the company yeah so Robert up to Vince for doing all those shoddy things yeah. in the house did, did he not feel like his office way Shit at one point. Yeah, it is, yeah. And apparently it's in the real office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, 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 with actual bill. The, uh, was it? Wow. Shane McMahon's, uh, <laughs> like, money uh, payment goes to the beer fund. Yeah. <laughs> See, that whole angle was worth it for that whole segment. Yeah. It was a, it was a good, like, where he takes uh, 
money off think Vince's check and puts it into McFoley's check. Yeah. It's you got some fun angles in it, Andy, but yeah. uh, we've had six months, even eight months, kind of. It was around about November time when Undertaker started referring to this Ministry of Darkness higher power. Yeah. And essentially, the whole thing we talk about nowadays how creative can kill somebody's momentum instantly. This completely ruins the last near enough a year in yeah, the space of five minutes. All just for what? Just uh, so, and then Austin becomes the CEO, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It kind, of, yeah, because it's a, it didn't really go far after that. It was just like no one really remembers. All they remember is the King of the Ring match, and then, and then it was like, what happened after that? Nothing. Of the like, it was just it was a waste of just this long build. But then again, it was during the time where there was so much happening during the Attitude Era that it was just this weird angle that was just thrown in the mix. So. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, um, you forget about this time, but you've not really touched upon the fact that Undertaker at this reveal is a WWF champion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> he'd won it at, uh, over oh, yeah. the Edge event a uh, couple of weeks prior. And yes. This whole thing is sent, as I said, it's centred on Undertaker. We've kind of had this whole Undertaker's terrorised it, but by the point that this actually revealed, you could have easily forgotten yeah. that Undertaker was well, there. I see it. See, now in my head, it's worked out not bad mm-hmm. better than it could have been because if you think about it Stone Cold's been there pretty much throughout the full thing so like he rescued Stephanie then he's done all this sort of stuff fought Undertaker been screwed over and then he's now been revealed as a CEO I mean my favourite my whole favourite part about that angle was just the fact that he turned like business meetings into happy hour <laughs> it's like it's just amazing. Austin's great in that whole yeah, scene, that so whole man, to be fair. He does that job really well. He does that job really well. Start how do you add this is that how you answer the phone? The hell do you want? Yeah. <laughs> the hell is this? But I love it. You, you, you forget as good as that but is it make, it takes away from the fact that Vince reveals himself and I don't think they ever actually mention the words higher power again. No, yeah. No, you, you, what was that? Oh, on you go. But you watched King of the Ring ninety nine Look out for any mention of Vince being the higher power because you won't find any. Even on TV. No. You barely got apps anything, which, if you're at least going to have it revealed, you should at least do something with it. Yeah. It did seem like not only had they like, run out of ideas for this angle, but they kind of run ideas for Austin and Vince to be allies with each other because I think May 15 for that rivalry was a perfect combination because they finally got a match together the month before in the cage and then they finally foiled Vince once again at WrestleMania. It would have been a year-long kind of feud where it perfectly culminated. We thought, well, we need Austin and Vince to be at odds again. I thought, let's just think uh, Vince is a higher power and make it a bit Austin Vince once again. What you saying? It's like right after that, it's like Vince becomes face again. So it was just this like, weird part where it's like he's just a heel for like two months and then he's like feuding with Triple H. It's just. Yeah, it just. It was that. It was a case of we need someone as the higher power and then Vince was like, I don't like anyone, so I'll just do it. You would have liked them to have actually booked. Some yeah. sort of thing with a higher power because we even talk about the ministry. You mean other than other than Taker himself? Do we see accolades for tag champions for a while? Other, well, actually, we'll talk about it. One of them got their title stolen by Billy Gunn. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's I mean? The rest of them didn't really do much. The boss man was nowhere up. He was starting to fade back until he's feud with the big show. <laughs> uh, Midian was absolutely nowhere and. Viscera was absolutely nowhere. I mean, Midian was still European champion. It's easy to forget, no, but you know, no, I, I don't think he'd found them. They also became them. naked Midian, you know. Which uh, yes, yeah, so I've actually physically said. I mean, if we're not having a Viscera show until we have a naked Midian show, <laughs> God, we're not. We're not put them together. Very short show. <laughs> it would be a very short show. Um, 
But the kind of aftermath of Undertaker from this one, I mean, he ends up in a short feud with The Rock. Yeah. Where the highlight of it is him talking about pulling the, the horns off a bull. No, it was not the horns, it was the balls. The balls from a bull. I can't remember, I, An I, important I, question to ask, and the answer is you get a very angry bull. Which was another <laughs> weird bit of. And then, Taker loses the WWF title the night after King of the Ring. I mean, yeah. the man's just plumbing. Two months ago, he was engaged. <laughs> I know. He's like running the show. <laughs> like the whole point of this higher angle, higher power thing was keep the belt off of Austin. And as soon as King of the Rings done, you've you've given Austin the belt. Like, well, clearly your whole plan has failed once again. It's just like, would you have liked to have seen them Vince controlling this group in some way a bit more? Or being a bit more of a different character, yeah. A bit more of the. the ha- I mean, as I said, the higher power thing was these guys, he was the one who dictated everything they did, and the minute he becomes known, nothing happens. I mean, he's still technically the higher power. It kind of reminds me, like, this whole angle and the fact that it just died off so quickly, it just reminds me of the whole, like, Bray Wyatt sister Abigail thing. Because that just, it built up, built up, built up, just died off. Is it, is that case of, oh, the, the audience isn't reacting to this, or oh, we'll just kill it now? Yeah. We won't go any further. Yeah. It's like when Stone Cold became CEO, I think they maybe done that so that the ratings kind of went up a bit because that, he, that, he he's meant to be like the working man and he's meant to be like oh F the boss and all that sort of stuff so I think that's maybe their well, that's the logic the CEO reveals the same night as the, the higher power reveal so it's I like, would have done that a totally yeah. different week I you know, know it's all on the one it's all on the one long half hour segment uh, I know because like this is maybe the biggest point of the angle the fight big reveal and then suddenly like 10 minutes later it doesn't mean anything because you've got this other big reveal and then the match is all about the CEO it's not about higher the power thing, the thing yeah. as well I mean, Vince is he is a higher power he's in control of the corporate ministry but yet at no point does your big 500 pound odd enforcer your two brutes of, of a tag team and the boss and the boss man who's been your enforcer before try to go to the headquarters and try and take this guy out you know we see no form of I mean even though Granted, there's like there's security at that building. You know, this is a corporate business office. Who cares? You are a ministry, a satanic group who literally three months before it went to the man's house. <laughs> we forget. We actually forget. Actually, at that point, we talked earlier when Undertaker came out dressed as Kane. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. They did everything to torture these guys. Were evil to the core, but yet they can't go to a corporate headquarters and try and take out the scene. Well, they didn't want to get sacked. You know what I mean by. Uh... <laughs> that'll be because they couldn't get in because Stone Cold probably revoked their passes <laughs> yeah that woman refused them to come in you know she's could you imagine that actual skits of, of like the, the reception at the headquarters and just like Biddy and just like scan my eye <laughs> APA Mr. and the athletes have you got an appointment <laughs> sorry sir if your pass doesn't work you can't come any further Walking in like Sam and Bash, they go, oh, We're storming, we don't need an appointment. That was the storming. Like, the Austin becoming CEO and its own wee <coughs> separate angle would have been funny enough, but it didn't work for this angle because it just took it off in a completely different direction. No, it, it, it would have worked in a different time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if we didn't have, see if this was completely separate from the higher power, the higher power stuff was going on, and then one week we had the Austin became CEO somehow. I mean, we would have taken that, but it's the fact we've had this because. Sorry. Just saying with the CEO stuff, we, we all knew like Austin like sort of was slowing down towards the end of '99. It's like that could have been a great reason to like keep him off TV. Yeah, it would have it, it made sense that way. Then, but then they kind of panicked by giving him the belt. 
And then we had the, yeah, that month feud with The Undertaker going into Fully Loaded, where even though Vince, again, as I go back to it, he's meant to be the man who's controlling The Undertaker as the higher power, but he's, he's the man he's listened to. And yet it comes to that, and Undertaker does not really want to listen to a word he's saying. It's just... If you had that... If, if, again, if that was standalone, I mean, what's your thoughts on that whole Austin-Undertaker actual feud in terms of the higher power angle? It seemed rushed. It was yeah. very rushed. Yeah. It was absolutely rushed. Yeah. Off the match. Yeah. The ma- oh, yeah. The build-up to it was... Fully loaded once Yeah, the first blood match. I, I do like... like Even if it wasn't Vince, if you had whoever was the higher power, like you said, let Austin... <laughs> Go away for a while, have the match, like take him out once they've taken the belt off, and that's when you have like you can have a longer feud with The Rock. You have like Mick Foley and like the Big Show all teaming up, all these faces trying to get him out before Austin finally returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they kept going on about that Triple H will challenge the winner, you know, and like you could have had something like I know Triple H became like the most dastardly heel of all time at that point in time, but they could have had a bit of a tease where he was he tried to take out. Undertaker. Yeah. He tried to come out from come up from a fin and he maybe would have been the one who took down. I mean, again, with retrospective, we never would have got one of the best heels ever. Yeah, his inclusion become makes mess, less and less sense as it goes on because he randomly joins the corporation. Like he's trying to get ahead. Fair enough. Now he's involved in this corporate ministry. Like, is he like if you explain, he's trying to get close to the title. Then fair enough. But just the more. It goes on. Triple H seems like he doesn't belong there. He seems like Undertaker's sidekick. Yeah. At one particular point in time. secondary. Which, and then he kind of becomes like the helper, and then it turns out he wants the title. That's because he's trying to get Undertaker's missus, i.e. Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have him like maybe turn on Undertaker at some point during this angle and maybe join up with like reluctantly with like The Rock and Mankind? And you have a good story, and then once it's all done, then you can have him turn and take the belt like. Like I said, I, I did this all just to get the belt and I did what I needed to do. I thought you were going to say I'd done it for the wrong <laughs> <laughs> No, he did it for the belt. The, the thing that makes it even worse as well is the fully loaded stipulation is if Undertaker <laughs> loses, Vince is gone. And obviously, Austin's won it and then Vince is kind of... So we've had, in the space of six weeks, we've had the man revealed as the man controlling the man who's trying to take down his company and then he's gone. End of and then, uh, and then three weeks later, he's back, and then three months is later, he's the WWF champion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if he's going to be the guy ruling the place, he should at least be there for a while. I think. I mean, it just makes him actually being the higher power so much more ridiculous. Yeah. More after the fact that he has the power of the company anyway, so it's just like he has the power of the company. Has the power over. It's just. It just makes. Got the power over the union as well. We you actually, know, right? he didn't even. We actually think about it. Person who actually benefited more from this actually was Triple H because I know we're maybe jumping ahead, but like the union, they got they did the thing where they all got something like and they all last like matches with members of the ministry. But Tess just wanted to go out with Stephanie, <laughs> and then that led to the yeah. wedding angle, which led to Triple H. Well, we got to remember around about this particular time before that pay per view fully loaded is when we got the the game promo, the yeah. game interview where he talks about being the game for the first time ever. So. Oh. And the rock says like you got a like a twelve inch nose and it's about ten inches up Vince's ass or something like that. Uh, so I think it's I think it's fair to say like we, they, they could have maybe saved it Definitely. by doing something after it, but I think it was doomed within five within five minutes. Uh, yeah. Something that people forget about later on when Stephanie joins with Triple H is she actually mentions when she explains why did I do it, she actually mentions this angle. She mentions 
Like, do you think I was going to forget that you hired the Undertaker to kidnap me and all that? Do you think I was going to forget that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, as much as a big heel faction they would go and be, it made Stephanie seem like the most logical out of that. And then after WrestleMania, Vince was joining with them again. Like, oh, it's all forgiven. I know. But the McMahons, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The pinnacle. More sport. drama than bloody Game of Thrones. The pinnacle of sports entertainment. Um, what Christmas must be like, we're nervous. <sighs> Well, they don't spend it at home, they spend it at WWE. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. So, now we're talking about the whole angle. We've, we've kind of covered bits of the angle as a whole. It's got its place 20 years on. I, mean, it was even, I think it was last week, 20 years from the day that uh, that famous Fitz reveal happened. What does everybody think of how this angle places itself in the whole wrestling history? Andy, go with you in this moment. How do you think it plays? It sort of it shows that the attitude there is like as mental as it is, it, it was stupid in the times as well. And it was just like they had no idea what they were doing. It was like they were booking week to week, <laughs> and it was just like this. It, it does have a place in history because it is a great moment that, that everyone knows. That even non wrestling fans can. It's nostalgic. Yeah, it's very nostalgic, and uh, and people have fond memories of that. But yeah, we just in terms of the logic of the storyline, so you like that light. I do, yeah, it's fine. You, you <laughs> like the fact that it's on such a relevant show. Yeah, I know that's a good this thing I was here this week. Christmas <laughs> Two weeks in a row, he's had a kind of relevant show he can yeah. talk about. Yeah, no, I didn't do well in the actual day. He's going to just barge into the next week's Queen of the Rings show and go, It's me, Austin! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along, yeah. Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> you all bought it! <laughs> you were made fools of! <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how do you think this place is in wrestling history? A couple of things. Uh, one, like the potential it had, as we clearly discussed here, where it could have gone, but like there were, it clearly sums up 1999 and WWE in that they were speed, they were so successful, they were carrying on from the success of the previous year, and this is a case of it. And this year, they were throwing stuff at the wall to see what stuck, and even the stuff that didn't stick, they clearly still used. And I think it's a weird. It sums up the attitude there, like. 1998, they're starting to success. 99, they're going a bit too far. In 2000, they pull back, and that's the perfect year. Mm. Really, I quite like 99. You know, mm. I'm looking back. It's like very, very Springer-esque. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. As we discussed last week in the quiz with the the Terry Reynolds pregnancy, being Val Venus being stopped by D'Lo Brown. <laughs> this is like. This is where it gets to the point where it's clear Vince Russo's running out of ideas here. This is his peak. He's trying to throw everything Not in a good way. Throw the kitchen sink at it. Or yeah, he's said, just, throw, throw, just throw things at the wall. No. I wonder what goes on in your house. The kitchen sink would not be till after he left at no mercy that year. Because yeah, if uh, Vince Russo's just thrown everything at the wall until he can leave for WCW. I'm just sure in their house it'll be the toilet gets thrown after Ross destroys it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, how do you think this place is? See, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's a strange one for me because they could have done so much more with it, but they didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes when they do an angle, you look at it, you look back at it, and you're like, you know what, that that worked really well. And they, if they could have taken it further, they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, it's like, why, 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 why did you go this far? Like, you, it wasn't working at this point because you've done this big reveal there is there's been no follow up why not just follow up on that and then have that other feud like down the line like it makes no sense I know it's it's 
it's literally he comes across as a kind of week by week yeah thinking it's like right we've done this right mm-hmm. what are we going to do this week how are we going to be this week and then they get to a point like what are we going to do you know it sounds like it can be it sounds a lot like we were basically saying Vince's defence reveal ruined it and I don't think that's what we're saying well it was probably not the best idea yeah but I think by the time they did the reveal and I said it could have gone from on much longer after the reveal I think by the time we got there the angle would pretty much run its what, course. What yeah. was the point of no return, do you think? I think the reveal. The, the point that kind of... You thought it was just going to die off. I think when Austin came out with CEO, it was like... Yeah. yeah just an afterthought. That, was there no that point? seemed a bit too far left field. Mm. Was there no point before it where you thought it was maybe done? Copper Ministry? Still thought it was kind of... It still could have went, went somewhere. somewhere so, uh, yeah. See so the way the whole reveal went on. It just came across that Linda was a higher power because she was the one that came out on top after it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if it was somebody who was connected to the Undertaker, it would have at least Taker would have still been part of the story. But since it was Vince, Taker just faded to the background. That is a good point though, because if you think about it, right? Vince came out as a higher power. What is the higher power? What is their job? Because if Linda then comes out and is like, well, you're not CEO anymore. It's now going to be Stone Cold. Does that not make her as the higher power for the full thing? Like, mm. like. Yeah. What if she was the one under the cloak? <laughs> yeah. Critic. Again, yeah. <laughs> still, like, like I said, with Bret Hart still not enthusiastic. It was me. Both Linda and her. She would get to reveal the David Campbell says with a chainsaw. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that was more cryptic than a Sasha Bank tweet. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, definitely, man. <laughs> Quacky, what did you? What did you kidnap yourself? History. It's very for me. It's a very nostalgic thing. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's nostalgic for that. Just for that moment alone. Yeah. I like how you're doing places with it again and Scott on cue. Oh, okay. I can't. I need to do it at the end of the show. Oh. I'm not a performing monkey. <laughs> Spoken me a thick dance, monkey. You're a goddammit! Like it, is, it has a lot of ridiculous points in this, but I think. It would have been like, and we have been slagging parts of it. I think it would have been slagged a lot more had it not been in this particular era where they could have almost got away with everything. If yeah. this had happened, yeah. if this had happened in current era, oh, it would have oh, been so, oh, it so bad. It's good, it's, the PC brigade would have had a lot of fun. <laughs> like, so, social media would not allow this or most attitude era angles to ever exist. True, true, but it did exist, and we have gave a great attempt at trying to recreate the bits we didn't like and. Praise the bits we done. I, I just hope it somehow finds a way into our truth's twenty four seven title defence <laughs> in some re- incarnation. I don't know how. I'll leave it to our truth to think of it because he's a genius. Go for it. Mm. <laughs> Carmela's the higher power. <laughs> oh, the way she dictated that lift the other night. Yes, so that has been our rebook of the higher power angle. It's the latest in a succession and series of rebook shows that we've done. It's the first actual angle we've done. We've done a rebook of a WrestleMania, a Royal Rumble, and of a King of the Ring. So you can catch all them on our back catalogue at suplexretweet.com, along with various other interviews and shows we have done in the last 18 months. We have 160 before this episode. It's 161. Uh, So that was today's show. Uh, Coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Suplex Retreat, we have got next week's next fantasy booking type show, which is the Queen of the Ring. So it's something that people have wanted to see for many years. The closest thing we maybe got to it was the Mayan Classic, but we are doing a fantasy and going through all pretty much any women's wrestler in history, any women's wrestler in fantasy, I have been told as well. So that's coming up. Well, there's some... 
real names in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's coming up on next week's show. See who the the best women's wrestler is of all time that um, picked by our panel, and then in the week after that. It pains me a wee bit to say this, but David Hockney is back in the hosting chair. <laughs> Shivers <laughs> after a long after a long absence, and he'll be hosting the history of the King of the Ring. Imagine David Hockney was a higher power. If everybody on that panel is taking the role of a different King of the Ring, then Hockney is in the position of the Billy Gunn of that panel. Like, it's me, Stephen. It's me all along. Oh, son of a. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. <laughs> that, that week the, the team will be going through the all the past King of the Ring winners and try to dictate who'll be the best, who'll be the worst. I think Scott's already named one of the worst. Uh, but I said, no, Ross is on that show. Might be I, I, I was going to say, would you argue with that? Uh, Ross is on that show. <laughs> he will argue with that till the death. But that's coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Suplex Retweet. And then we've got a whole bunch of other great shows coming up over the rest of the year before they go plan. We've got some unique concepts coming up as well. You need to keep with us to get what's coming again you can do that by subscribing to us on the podcast platform of your choosing we are on various ones I'll be here all day if I was to go through them but no I don't remember them all what's it (laughs) Spotify iTunes Podbean Brew Podchaser and what other ones (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would like to thank my panel for this evening first of all to Andy Mitchell thank you very much for having us to Scott McLeod thank you uh, to Chris thanks for joining us this evening thank you for having me mm-hmm. thank you very much I've been Stephen Wilson and we can't end the show without it one more time it's me Austin god damn it <laughs> <laughs> it's me all along <laughs> we'll see you next week catch you later listen cunts I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now sports social podcast network okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.